that's a good shout that's, mate I'm, I know I'm going to be in the shower tomorrow morning going Wind Waker why is it a fucking why is it Wind Waker <laughs> you are listening to Beats and Wings Hello, you're listening to the Beats and Bleeps podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Today, my guest is composer Joel Bayliss. Uh, how are you today, Joel? Yeah, all right, mate. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Um, so, I mean, kind of big question to start off, but where I normally start is how your sort of journey through music growing up and then how ultimately you ended up working right in soundtracks for video games. Yeah, that is a big one. Um, so, just introduction to music in general. Yeah, first of all, yeah. I'd say, I'd say probably. You know, I was watching a video on um, Guitar Hero recently, and I think it made me realise that actually Guitar Hero probably in itself got me into playing guitar because I was always, I think I was into playing guitar when I was a kid. Yeah, because um, my mate did, and then I just we got Guitar Hero three specifically and I remember just smashing that out to death and I think that I mean and then that just kind of translated to me wanting to play an actual guitar and so when I got my first like MP, little mp3 player I think I just had like the guitar hero 3 soundtrack and I would just <laughs> listen to those even though um so yeah I was playing guitar um since I was like eight nine really um, and then kind of just fell into music technology because when it came round to doing like picking A levels, my school did music tech, and I was like, oh, that sounds that sounds interesting. So I kind of did that because I got into like doing like like playing around on band camp, not band camp, uh, garage band yeah. on like family iPad. <laughs> but even earlier than that, I think there was there was this app where I had on me little iPod Touch, and it was like a DJ one where like. It was just a very simple, you put two tracks in, you can just like blend in between them, do stuff on that. I think that was my first kind of instance of like manipulating music. I remember just putting like, I think I just got like Blink-182 songs and then just, cause they all had the same bloody chord progression and same key all the time. So I would just speed, I would just match the BPMs and just make little Blink-182 mashups. Um, and then, yeah, kind of just played around with Garage Band a lot, did music technology and then um, started then I got Cubase, access to Cubase um, during the A levels, and that was a that was a game changer. Really, just kind of the joy of making stuff and just mostly just like like editing stuff. I would just make little record little guitar riffs and then like splice like M and M's isolated like rap verses onto it, and just <laughs> it's just anything you know what I mean, just anything. And then yeah I just, and then from there I kind of got to the point where I was like I guess this is the only thing that I like I'm interested in doing that seems semi-productive so I guess I'll just try and do this you know what I mean fair enough <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what else could I I'll just give this a go really that was that was me getting into yeah making music and stuff and then in terms of getting into game game music it was it was never something never like a goal that I ever like set myself because I never really thought it was like possible I was always trying to be quite hyper realistic with my goals um, but it got to a point where I was in my third year of university right I was in music technology at university so my third year we're doing like our final year projects and about halfway through the year I've got to switch my project up completely because the one I was doing um, was just shit just didn't work um, and then I was speaking to my brother and I was like dude I do not know what I'm going to do here I've got like four months to pull a final year project out of my ass um, and he kind of suggested like hey why don't you do basically he was working on Lena's Inception at the time okay. with Tom our programmer so Jay and Tom they were working on Lena's Inception and they had um, they had some music in already, but when Jay joined the project, because um, it was something that Tom had been making for, um, for years, um, a bit of context, Lander's Inception was my first game that I um, composed for. Yeah. Um, so Tom was making this game for ages. Jacob joined on, and then 
they he brought to the table this idea of like having two different art styles that you can switch between because you can switch between like a an eight bit art style to like a 30 32 bit art style yeah. to this link to the past influenced inspired um little adventure game so jay was to me was like why don't you just do like make like a fictional game soundtrack and then you can take that and make like different like reproduce it as if it was for different hardware throughout the years um, a super super on original idea <laughs> um but it works did the job um so what i did i i did it for a fictional game i based it on links links to the past just as Lena's inception was so when i had it done i basically gave it to jay who showed it to tom to um to say it was basically a practice run of the Lena's inception yeah. soundtrack um so that's how i well jacob my brother so ultimately the answer to the question of how i did i get into it is just good old-fashioned nepotism really <laughs> nepotism <laughs> bit of elbow grease the bit of nepotism you know the, the usual combination it's a classic i mean networking is is, yeah. is a nicer way of saying it i think but you know. <laughs> um so obviously you mentioned like the you did that soundtrack yeah. for like mock soundtrack for your um, dissertation yeah. and then did much of that become the soundtrack for Lena's inception or was that reworked were, a lot yeah there, there, there's definitely like little motifs here and there um that made it on um I, but it was mostly mostly it was just a kind of practice with playing around with the different sound fonts and um and whatnot but there was definitely some um that made it onto I think if I listen back to it now it would probably be ass but um yeah I think there was there was some that was a bit of crossover there maybe I'll uh, maybe we'll put it out someday yeah I mean you mentioned as well like the so going on to Lena's Inception from there it's got like the 32-bit and 8-bit art styles and you've kind of but there's there's basically two soundtracks that in either style so it's like which way which one did you write first did you do like the 32-bit and then rework it to 8-bit or um you know what i think it was different for each okay track i think mostly i think mostly i probably did the 32-bit version first yeah just because it was e much easier to then just make make the 8-bit version because you kind of just pick up the key um key instruments yeah. um rather than expanded it so i think most of the time it was the 32 bit but i think there was definitely exceptions to that rule i think the main kind of melody of the whole uh, game the kind of main tuned motif that um occurs throughout the game i think i made that on the as an 8-bit project first um yeah ah, nice so in terms of in terms of sort of like the the game itself um i mean you mentioned that it's kind of it's heavily in, uh, inspired by like old school zelda games i mean yeah. what what sort of it was that still an inspiration on the soundtrack or is there any sort of other of a source of inspiration that you used or that the the guys wanted kind of it absolutely, to sound like yeah. no absolutely um, a lot of a lot of link to the past kind of a lot of bit of chrono trigger type um type things yeah definitely a lot of I think it was it was it was like a Zelda soundtrack, but with a bit more kind of tuniness to it, and that you've got more kind of defined uh, little melodies and yeah. and whatnot, little more catchy, catchy silly bits. Um, but yeah, very much so, kind of linked to the past, at least in its in its instrumentation and its sounds, um, was aiming towards yeah that linked to the past kind of type vibes as much as it could really yeah. Nice. I mean, what was? I mean, I don't know. With it was being your first game you've worked on. I don't know um, with your brother and I can't remember his name. Who you've just mentioned, but um, um, Tom yeah. worked on it. What was their sort of? Was that the first game they'd done, or had they done more? Before? No. So, so they they were both um, working at Chucklefish. Oh, okay. Um, before that, um, and so yeah, they, I mean, they were working on Starbound and uh, Wargroove. Yeah. Um, Tom um, did some of the multiplayer for Star Stardew Valley. Um, so I mean, those two guys are, are know knowing what they're doing a bit a bit more than I am. I'm kind of winging it to be honest. But I think I'm doing an alright winging it so far for someone <laughs> who 
doesn't yeah doesn't know what he's doing but he tries to make it look like he does i mean it's working so far i was gonna say like lennon's inception on steam's got over like 1500 positive reviews overwhelmingly positive you know it's quite it's pretty good feedback for i mean obviously I know it's just the the soundtrack side of it that you you did but it's still you know music's mentioned quite a lot in those comments as well so obviously doing something right yeah i mean it's nice because because i i, I just made the, the music for these two games i feel like i can praise them without it technically being me blowing my own trumpet <laughs> um so yeah i mean leonard's inception so is is cool because it i mean it's got such a big like speed run running community yeah because it kind of just embraces like the glitchiness of like those that era of game where like you would find glitches and find ways of just um sequence breaking and all that stuff so they kind of like allowed and made room for that to be possible to kind of be available for that community which is a cool thing that i don't think a lot of developers um keep in mind think about really yeah i think some games kind of cater for speedruns in the thing that they have a speedrun yeah, yeah. setting and that's about it but then to actually kind of almost embrace the sort of you know like the the side of those 90s games that people try and speedrun and use all the little shortcut not real shortcut sort of book yeah, things cool. um i mean i've i've watched quite a few videos but i've not actually actually played letters inception yet but it's it's is it procedurally generated the world yeah, so yeah. The, the dungeons are procedurally generated. Um, um, I don't think the, 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 the world map itself, I don't think a lot, I don't think it's completely procedural, but the dungeons definitely are. Yeah. Um, which I think, I think procedurally generated things can either work or they don't. I think a lot of people, some people have, um, don't like it. But I think, I think in this, in this context, it works, works great, really. Um, Oh, my PC's gone off. Are you still in? Yeah, it's not Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Tom's just a wizard with that kind of stuff, <laughs> uh, especially with like our fusion uh, mechanic and cassette beasts and yeah. um, things like that. I mean, he's he's crazy talented. That guy. I know it's cool. I mean, was there any sort of thoughts with like the soundtrack with the world being? with the dungeons being procedurally generated or is the soundtrack just the case of you've wrote a track and that loops through the game or the area of the game you're in yeah yeah it's very li- linear um in its uh, implementation of the music um we have there's a true ending of the game where if you like 100 percent it essentially the whole world just starts like glitching out and breaks and falls in front of you while you like escape um, and it's just got this big sequence where um, it just glitches out big time so there's a big long track that I got to do where my notes were just make something like fucking nuts like <laughs> so I literally just like slapping my keyboard just on random part just making it like horrible and weird and like this long track that just keeps changing that was probably the most fun I've had um, composing <laughs> a track for one of these games I'd say yeah, that sounds cool I mean I may eventually get to that at one point <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, so moving on from um, Lennon's Inception, obviously you've already mentioned it a little bit. Um, Cassette Beasts was that sort of the next step in your your journey uh, being a games composer? Yeah, I mean, th- when it came to them making Cassette Beasts, they were just kind of like, "Hey, do you want to do want to do it again?" And I was like, "Yeah." Um, I think they know any of the composers. Well, no, they will, but I think I had my foot in the door really. So um, I think it, it, so. Yeah, I just kind of talk on that i mean it, it helps i mean jacob being my brother he's the and him being um one of two people in the company a lot a lot of the ideas and stuff goes through him yeah and him growing up playing games together kind of we've got a very similar taste um in games and we have like shared thing so in terms of like referencing in terms of like inspiration we share a lot of the same ideas so in terms of like getting on board with what his like what their visions are what their ideas are for um, these games it's quite easy for me to kind of instantly know what they want to be going for yeah. um, I you know what I mean? it must be nice to 
have like a really good relationship with someone that you're working with in that context it's like you you know how you know your brother thinks kind of quite well so, and you don't have yeah. to kind of second guess what they he might be asking for and stuff yeah totally yeah and so in terms of when like uh, Tom and Jacob were like oh we're doing this new game what did they kind of say like what was the sort of pitch that they're like what they wanted what it was going to be about yeah so for originally they were the idea was like monster collecting rpg set in like it wasn't set in the 80s but it was the kind of 80s vibe and influence i think was a was a meant to be a lot bigger part of it in its um in its inception like their sell to me was like oh, make like these kind of 80s pop and rock tunes with yeah. this full 80s style soundtrack not in a way that was like i mean it's when you hear like oh it's like an 80s nostalgia thing it kind of grown at this point because it's been done to death <laughs> and it's very cliche so ultimately it kind of i mean and it's it aesthetically it's got it's very subtly 80s obviously with it's being cassette piece everyone's got cassette tapes yeah uh, so it's unavoidable i think a lot of the costumes um and some of the themes are kind of influenced by that era and, and as for the soundtrack it ended up being more like 80s influence in its instrumentation in that in like the drums and big like big like poppy toms and like synth bouncy synth basses and a bunch of 80s synths but ultimately in its like composition it doesn't sound very 80s because um it's got like a kind of modern writing the guitars it's got like modern rock guitars so it's got but ultimately i think the blend of like that initial idea of it trying to be 80s influenced and then also me um not having lived through the 80s so could only <laughs> um, uh, could only relate to it in, in such a way so therefore make something that sounds quite modern but with these 80s instrumentation i think it gives it quite a a unique kind of sound to it um in the end um so yeah yeah but it's cool because it's 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 got a lot of like there's also so much other type of music in it as well. A lot of atmospheric stuff, a lot of like jingly stuff. It's quite a really nice, not that I've had much experience on other games, but I think it's in compared to a lot, it's a very nice one to work on because it's got such a big range of different stuff. It's not kind of like one kind of sound that you're constantly doing. There's nothing to get bored of because if I'm sick of making big, rocky songs i can switch to a nice little uh atmospheric kind of chill one and you know keep kind of making these tones so it's um yeah it's good so. I, I mean yeah it's like covers a lot of ground so obviously quite a lot of the, the battle themes are kind of quite rocky and high energy and then you've got the um harbor Oh, have a view have a side yeah and that's like obviously really nice and chilled and then yeah, some of the caves yeah. are a bit atmospheric and stuff so, i mean that's kind of like a sort of rp loosely rpg kind of thing where you've got lots Absolutely. of areas you can kind of dip into that i mean going to the harbour town and just obviously it's quite a bit throughout the game but then was it was it always a plan from the beginning to have like tracks with uh vocals in Yes, so uh, from from the start, um, they wanted vocals, and I was very apprehensive because I typically don't. Well, it's not that I don't like vocals in video games. I think it, it, they can always go one of two ways, can't it? Yeah, it's either it, it's gotta it's gotta be it's gotta be the right game for it because sometimes it's very easy for it to sound very out of place. It's very easy for it to be annoying, um, and I. Th- I think we did a, we did a good job at implementing um, the vocals in the game when like so in the game for the listeners and two v two and you can fuse you can fuse your two monsters um, and when that happens the vocals trigger into the battle theme and then suddenly you got vocals in this big rock song so it kind of emphasizes the the scale and the um, the weight of the situation yeah um, I think by doing that. Um, helped the problem of it being like overused because you don't really fuse too much in the game. Um, 
So, and I think, and I, I mean, it's we get a bit of a pass because we're called cassette beasts. So obviously, people are kind of expect a kind of more emphasis on the soundtracks, so therefore vocals don't seem too out of place. Um, so yeah, um, so yeah, I think I think we did. I think it pulled it off again. I mean, whenever I boot up Smash Bros Ultimate and I hear that intro <laughs> song that 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 woman starts singing, I couldn't can't smash up a button quick <laughs> enough i can't stand it um but <laughs> hopefully people don't, hopefully don't people people don't feel that way about the vocals in our game i mean i i, I feel the opposite i think it's definitely i think i was kind of, kind of got a big big bit in my notes about like the dynamic bit switching with like the um when you fuse and then also like in harbour town when you're going in and out yes. of the buildings and stuff and it's like yeah i think i think the thing is it's because it's only you sparingly and mm-hmm. it's still like it still retains that dynamic bit it kind of fits like in place where it's like oh the you know you fuse the battle's getting really heavy and then you've got like yeah. these really cool like vocals and stuff i mean in terms of um like um uh is it shelby harvey that did the vocals yeah is that someone you knew before or someone you were just aware of oh just keeping in the theme with um nepotism she's my wife yeah <laughs> okay that's that's really yeah. convenient <laughs> yeah <laughs> we don't we don't know anyone else yeah it's very close <laughs> Uh, this is this is why no one else can get in the games industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but she was she was she was my wife at the time. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, we we had we had a couple of others um, that we tried um, with, um, but it just didn't work. I think their styles just didn't fit um, the styles of the of the battle tracks and stuff so it just got to a point where i was like hey my girlfriend sings she would try to give her a go and then i mean she's she's been singing for um her whole life she's got um, a bunch of uh, music on spotify and everything um so she's so we gave her a go and and, and lo and behold um yeah it just kind of worked out so we just we kept her on yeah it works out i mean in terms of um like the the actual lyrics and stuff was that something she wrote as well no um lyrics lyrics um and it was it was me um i would um she helped him here and there with um certain bits um like the face down chorus lyrics she wrote um but mostly mostly it was myself yeah yeah i mean i feel like i'd uh I always hate being the person that's like, oh, it reminds me of these artists, but it's like, um, like definitely, like especially some of the battle tracks kind of remind me of churches. And then also, have you ever played the game Sonara uh, Wild Hearts? No. Uh, so it's it's like a, it's just sort of like a musical rhythm game that's like really really stylized, but it's got quite a lot of tracks with vocals in, like almost a bit synth poppy, kind of eighties neon-y vibe, and it reminds me a little bit of that. Sad. I love churches, so I'll take that for sure. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's like it's like even worse when it's like not only is it like your work, it's also your wife, and it's like oh god. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like oh, she sounds like um, Haley Williams or Paramore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the annoying um, woman in rock music. Yeah, it's like oh, there's it's, it's rock music and it's a woman. It's the only one we know. <laughs> but it sounds like Paramore, yeah. But glad you said churches. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so I I feel like a bit bad that most of the questions are going to focus around cassette beasts, but also I've played like forty hours since our original conversation. So, I've played forty hours. I think that kind of says how much I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Damn, nice. Who's who's been your favorite your favorite monsters in it? Uh, I really like um, uh, the cat cat. Is it cat five? Cat five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly because nice. it's obviously a reference to an Ethernet cable, but <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, Kunako and Shining Kunako is nice. 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 Um, what, one of my questions is to ask you if you've got a, a favorite favorite beast from the the game. Yeah, I think mine is. I think mine is probably All Seer. I think is that the little spaceship you want? Little UFO dude, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think there's something that's just weird and like 
just ominous about it. I always like it when like alien stuff is done in very little detail. Oh, it's yeah. just like the UFO do is quite just like what is what is and and is um evolution remasters I should say yeah. remasters are so um <laughs> um are so so good. Yeah, I think that's it. It's just like I I didn't realise like the first couple of hours I was playing it that the fusions were literally there's like 14,000 or something combinations there can be yeah so like someone recently got them all someone recently put on a discord and he he had like got got them all he fused every 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 combination of every (laughs) um set piece in the game and he did it so so far one person has done it i um, I I was going to say I feel that's like if I'm not going to be the first person to do it I'll happily do like pretty much like fill the the um, list of um, try and do all the quests and like post game bits and stuff I I feel doing that one's probably a bit beyond yeah I I think he did it and then like like a couple days later we like released an update with more beasts I didn't think he had ever one but so the other thing that's kind of came came from cassette beast is uh the soundtrack being released on on vinyl um yeah that's that's, that's just gone live yeah, yeah. Um, it's fun. is that is that like a first for yourself absolutely mate yeah absolutely um yeah it's crazy it's crazy having something that's um you know a proper published vinyl with your little name on it there it's great and we've done cassettes as well obviously yeah yeah uh, i think you had to really. yeah, no choice. absolutely no choice um so yeah i just i need to just get myself both a vinyl player and a cassette player now you just have to be careful because it's a slippery slope once you've got them yeah, yeah i'm sure i've got plenty of vinyls i've been planning okay. to get vinyl for ages vinyl play for ages um i just i keep being like i'm gonna get one so when opportunities arise it, i just keep i keep buying vinyls in the expectation of getting one on getting a vinyl play on payday and then it's now too <laughs> so we'll see you've got to now you've got your own to actually play yeah exactly i get to finally you know listen to myself my own music even more even more <laughs> than there we are it's amazing <laughs> And it would be a nice time to listen to a track from the Cassette Beast soundtrack. This is Face Down.
So stepping away from from cassette beats and just in in general terms, what's your sort yeah. of like um, setup and process for for like writing and recording? Do you, do you tend to like write at a computer or use a specific instrument and then go and bash things into the computer? Yeah, so I mean, so we just we just recorded a a, um, a segment for Save and Sound, um, which is some like game music event online event thing um where i was kind of and i was describing like myself and my game and made me realize i mean i just really did not use much at all my kind of gear collection for the both land of deception and cassettes was just a macbook um some bare dynamic headphones. I didn't even have monitors. I've only just got monitors for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I just did the whole last few soundtracks on headphones, which is pretty, pretty blasphemic in a lot of circles. Um, but yeah, I just didn't, I, mean, I couldn't really afford it, but I just didn't really feel like I need it. And now I've got monitors and now I'm like, I can't believe I haven't used monitors this entire time. It's so much better. But um, yeah, generally I just, I'll I'll throw that I'll just throw down like a bass I think I'll always like to start with like the drums of the bass line because yeah. um, I find it's always easier to write something when you've got something even just basic for root note chord progression um, so it just kind of it just I mean obviously it depends on what we're, what we're working on but yeah I use Logic um, and I've just I mean I've just been in the process of like upgrading as much as I can um, but ultimately I, I did it all pretty bare bones so I'm very much so an advocate of like not as much not not all the gear no idea just some of enough idea enough gear and a bit of the idea <laughs> um, is the, the motto really I don't think I mean I've, I've just bought a bunch of um plugins and stuff but for the most most part i just use a lot of stock stock plugin logic stock plugins yeah. again people don't like to hear that but i just think they're fine i just think they're good enough i think if it's good enough use it don't be pressured into getting this and that um like i have now been i just felt like i needed to but um but yeah i mostly used artoria's synth collection 5 um which is a big virtual synth collection of like virtual versions of a lot of 80s synths yeah um, so i used that a lot to kind of get my um those 80s vibes in um but yeah I'm, i mean i record guitar um i use a lot of guitar and a lot of acoustic guitar and a lot of electric bass sometimes um but apart from that it's all just kind of midi on my laptop on my desk you know yeah fair enough i mean it's always like and obviously the, uh, in the cassette piece of vocals were oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just in my room yeah I've yeah. just done that I've got a little a little SEX1A microphone cost me about 90 quid and I've just upgraded that as well but that serves me well so you know if you need a look for a good vocal mic anyone with a good guitar or vocal mic X1A 90 quid probably even less now probably about four years ago um, so I really just yeah enough gear some of the idea there you go excellent i mean in terms of um uh, i mean you've kind of mentioned this before but like before getting into working on game soundtracks i'm assuming you you were a quote-unquote gamer before that yeah absolutely yeah do you have yeah do you have any sort of like preference in sort of styles of games you like to play or just a bit of elephant i think uh, at the moment the past couple of years I remember growing up and like asking like if like if I had an uncle that like used to be into games and I'd like ask him um, going up and be like oh you know uncle do you play any games they'd always if I ever asked adults who I know who are into games a lot of the time they'd be like oh I just don't have time for it anymore yeah I'd always be like what do you mean what do you mean you don't have time though surely you just like you can just give yourself time to play video games but now I'm to the point where yeah I get I get what they were saying. It's hard to find time to play games anymore. So I tend to play a lot. I've tended to play a lot of short games yeah. uh, recently. I can't really. I mean, I've just played start playing Baldur's Gate though, which is kind of contradicting <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, but I, I like just smashing out little indie games. Um, mostly just if it's short, great. 
give me it. If I can play it in a week, brilliant. Because I'm just so bad at like, I'll play one game, get super into it, but then once I get another game, I'll just never touch, never touch that previous one ever again. Or maybe I'll come back to it in a couple of years. Um, so playing a lot of just a lot of indie games on the Switch, really. Uh, but like I said, I'm massive into Baldur's Gate this week. Um, and, and Zelda, New Zelda was just crazy good, wasn't it? Tears of the Kingdom. What about yourself? Uh, uh, so this is one one thing I've been trying to do this year is kind of kind of go to what you say. It's like I've started a lot of games and then got to a point and not finished them. So I'm now got a stack of about 20 games from yeah. various times that I'm trying to beat this year. So at the minute, it's like I'm playing Fable, the original Fable <laughs> on the Xbox, and then... Nice. Eternal Sonata, which is like a is like a PS3 RPG, which is is it's like it's quite possibly the most ridiculous concept for a game story, but it's basically about Frederick Chopin and his dream as he was dying in bed of like his basically his what he was dreaming of when he was dying in bed, and they've made a whole game about it, which is nice. But it's it's really interesting. It's like really cool. Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, so I was the same. It's like I kind of try and play like a lot of sort of little indie games um, at the same time, just a little mix it up. But yeah, I, I, I'm playing like to actually the games I'm technically playing at the minute, where I'll probably play a bit, a bit each week and then not yeah. play it for a month is ridiculous. It's about twenty games yeah, now. I know, I know. And there's just so many games coming. Out. Like I was playing, I was smashing Cult of the Lamb. I was super into that, and then something else came out. I got dead into Dredge recently, uh, <laughs> and then well, Cassettes came out. Um, so I was just, but yeah, I was mostly mostly a Nintendo guy growing up. Though um, we always we had like you know the SNES, N64, GameCube going all the way, and then I kind of jumped on. Um, I got an Xbox 360 in its last like couple of years of its lifespan. Yeah, and, and kind of dabbled in Xbox a bit. Never owned a PlayStation. I think I'm going to get a PlayStation Five. Um, for Final Fantasy and yeah. also it's because I've just had it so good but um, I also need to play the new Spider-Man so I need a PS5 for that um, when it comes out so that was my like. I was like, oh, I don't think I'll I don't think I'll get a PS5 like I'm fine with the Switch and then I got one yeah. and it's like yeah i've been missing out because i didn't have a ps4 either so it's like yeah. like i've I spent like the last years playing horizon zero dawn god of yeah. war and it's like i've missed out on so much yeah, I've, I've, just, I've never touched any of those games i played played through the ps4 spider-man um because i was when i was living with my mate and he had a playstation yeah. borrowed his but yeah i feel I've, I've i've just been missing out on all the horizons and the and um God of Wars and I mean everyone's been talking about how amazing Ragnarok is and I'm like oh should I should I not I don't know I don't know but I think Spider-Man 2 is going to be the, the kicker I'm like no I, I need to I need to play this because the, the PS4 one is so so damn good I think yeah I've, I've not played it and it's like it's awesome. I'm hoping to get round to it like this year because then obviously you know I want to play the Miles Morales one and then Spider-Man yeah. 2 and then just not have enough time to do anything else with my life yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, so in, in terms of sort of like yourself and music you like listen to is sort of like any any bands artists composers that you sort of attribute with I mean I know you mentioned the um, Guitar Hero 3 soundtrack is there any sort of like <laughs> ones that really got you into wanting to make music um yeah, I mean, yeah. As a growing up, my favorite band was always Muse. Nice. Um, I was just obsessed with it's like Matt Bell. I mean, his guitars playing. Um, I was just super into just like riffs. Yeah. Any more like great riffs? I always used to like metal music, but like I also never used to like the screaming or the vocal, the metal vocals. But I used to love the riffs. Yeah. So I would like kind of listen to little samples and learn a lot of metal riffs, but not actually ever listen to them. But um yeah Muse man Muse is just so good um, I think favourite I, mean, I don't even listen to much music at the minute to be honest <laughs> which is bad for a composer to say but I just I'm, a, I'm such a podcast guy I'm such a party boy I'm just like all I listen to really is like is is video game podcasts um, and now I've got this to this is added to my list so you've you've um, you've postponed any any musical um, listening in the moment but I, Manchester Orchestra probably my favourite band um 
of recent years um, Angels and Airwaves bit of Blink-182 um, yeah yeah I mean, I'm gonna. I, I'm, I feel this isn't a fair question, but I just. So I, I, I was the same. Like growing up, absolutely loved Muse, like Matt Bellamy's yeah. guitar and stuff like that. And then from I think it was Upright, was it Uprising or the Second Law? I can never remember what the album names were. I just feel like they massively dropped off a cliff. Second, yeah, the Second Law was crap. Yeah, and then they haven't. And then after that was Jerome's, which was all right. Actually, had some good songs. But yeah, David, have you heard their latest album? Mate? I heard a song off it, and I was like, so is, is, this, is, "Is this Muse?" Is... <laughs> it's funny because it's like they they've got so big, and they've got they can they've got such worldwide fame. They can just do whatever they want, and they very much like it's it's so like audibly like clear that they're just like. They're just like, let's just do whatever we want. We don't. I mean, everyone's like, oh, make more riffy stuff. Go back to your roots, and they're like, no, I'm gonna make a weird fucking Halloween song. Have you heard the Halloween song on the new album? It's actually <laughs> no. probably, it's probably the best. Probably the best one of the album, but it's the silliest. Like, I'm laughing watching, but that. I mean, they're just so. I respect them so much for just doing whatever the fuck yeah. they want. But yeah, also, I, it's not anything I want. I want to listen to the last like three, four albums, but. That's that's fine. I was, like, I was sort of like I don't know. I've I've not really vocalised this to people that I know. Like a lot of people that I know that have never been like never been either way first about muse, but have always been like, ah, uh, they're all right. But then when it's someone actually likes them, it's like I just hope I'm not the only one that feels this is a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would like to hear like the perspective of the defenders, people defending the last like couple albums. Yeah, I think they lie into themselves personally. I mean. Uh, I still find it funny some of um I, I don't know how like sincerely he believes some of them but like Matt Bellamy's like <laughs> lunatic conspiracy theory stuff yeah. it's like yeah. I, f- I think there's one he was saying it's like oh this this is about like basically governments uh letting people ab- uh, letting aliens abduct people in return for their alien technology and it's like oh, okay that's that's a thing <laughs> I think I think I mean Matt Bellamy for all of the incredible riffs he's written and just like his compositional genius I don't think he's written I think he's written about five songs that aren't about like the government trying to get him yeah <laughs> each one's just the same but yeah but anyway but they are like one of my favourite bands so I can we can shit talk them because we're fans exactly it comes from a place of love and inspiration yeah (laughs) it moves moves us nicely on to the the quick fire questions so so a a section where I ask you your favourite something and you will hopefully come back with a very sharp response and definitely Ah, not talk about it for five minutes but that will happen okay Okay. Um, so we will start off with your favourite video game of all time okay um horrible question first of all yeah um i think it has to be i think it has to be smash ultimate because i think my favorite games are the smash smash bros games and i do think ultimate is the best one so i'm gonna go with super smash bros ultimate that's fair enough that was fairly definitive yeah i i i like i like the smash bros games but I'm awful at them, so I just like I can I can't get too much enjoyment out of basically being. Yeah, I mean, this was the, this ultimate was the first one that I like got. Oh, I I think I'm probably pretty crap in the earlier ones, just kind yeah. of having the C stick. But I think ultimate ultimate was the first one that I like really delved dove into like the different mechanics and the actual trying to get good at it. Yeah. Damn. I- I mean, I, if they just made a good multiplayer system, that game would be unreal. But <laughs> Nintendo just uh, anyway. <laughs> no I mean, yeah, I, th- I think it's like I. My logic is, if I lose, I'll just change character, use a different one, and then if I win with that character, I'll just use them again until I lose, and that's a vicious circle until like instead of yeah. actually learning how to play with a character and stuff, it's just so like shit online multiplayer. I was trying to shit about the online, not the the local multiplayer is great. It's just oh, the yeah, online. Yeah. That's what yeah. I meant. Just Before Nintendo come for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I kind of kind of think you've answered this the the next uh, quick fire question already. But your favourite sort of band, musician, composer? 
Yeah, Muse. Shout out to Manchester Orchestra. Um, but yeah, yeah, probably nice. Muse overall. Nice. I mean, Manchester Orchestra is another one that I've not that I don't like their newer albums, but I definitely preferred like the um, yeah first dude, album. That's, yeah, that's a do. I mean, like when I first listened to the album, this the second latest album. Black Mile to the surface. I like didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't go to the tour. Um, they toured that album. They came to like Bristol, and I didn't go um, because I didn't like that album. Um, and that, and then like a year later, I gave it a couple more listens, and I love it. And it's like my favorite Manchester Orchestra album. And I'm like, dude, why didn't I just like give it a try? <laughs> and then I couldn't come to the bloody tour. But I, I actually like their new albums. I know what you mean. They sound super different. Um, but I am also, I am also a fan of it. Yeah, nice. I mean, I've just not, uh, not listened to them that much to really form an opinion. It's just like you know when you just love an album and then it's yeah. like ah, it's not that, so I'm not going to bother. Yeah, it's yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and then second, uh, no, third. Sorry, I can't count. Third, third of the quickfire questions. Your favorite game soundtrack? Oh, yeah, awful question. Dude, with most, I've listened to a couple, but like most of the time, do people with this question specifically, are they like, bang, give you the answer, or are they like, ah, oh, no, like, no. surely most people aren't going to be able to have a definite de- Generally, pe- this. people kind of yeah. like break it down to like three or something. See, eventually. See how many they can me- mention, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to do the same then. <laughs> um, I think if I could put, if I could put all of the last boss tracks from the 3D Sonic games into one soundtrack and say that, it would be that. Um, and then, because most of my favourite game music come from like the Sonic and Pokemon games, yeah. but kind of spread across different games. Or comedy. So I think, I think my answer is going to be, it's going to be Wind Waker. So I think it's got my favourite complete collection of music is Zelda Wind Waker for sure nice. I think but also shout out to the Scott Pilgrim um, soundtrack which I have on vinyl and have not been able to listen to yet <laughs> I, I don't have a vinyl player but it's there you'll get one one day I mean yeah, yeah, yeah you're, next payday pay pay keep saying yeah <laughs> it's going to be the one and then your your favourite film and or TV soundtrack um, um, I'm going to say Annihilation Nice. Um, not because I like listening to it, because um, that would be <laughs> horrible to do. Um, but I watched that film like three times in one week, because um, I was like, "That is nuts." But also, like this, the music in it and like, the sound design, so crazy. Are you you're familiar with the film? <sighs> I'm just it's, trying to think. I I feel it's one that's passed me by. It's it's Alex Garland's like weird sci-fi thing. It, 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 in the UK, it didn't have a theatrical release; it uh, just went yeah. to Netflix. Um, but it's super weird, kind of like just weird otherworldly stuff. But the soundtrack, dude, is is just is just crazy, it's just weird and ha- like haunting, um, but so effective. Um, yeah, it's crazy good. Okay, I will definitely add that to the watch list. Yeah, of films. Yeah. It just seems to be like lots of lots of new films coming out that I need to go to the cinema to watch, and then lots of ones I've not watched that I need to catch up on as well as playing all the games. I've never been to the cinema this this much in my life. Yeah, in like last like couple months, it's been crazy. Yeah, I mean, not a quick fire question I normally ask, but one that's relevant to this moment in time and this question. Barbie or Oppenheimer? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I actually haven't been to see Barbie yet uh, because I, I went to see. I was going to go last weekend, but we went to see Talk to Me instead. Oh, nice! Um, so I, I suspect I like Barbie more. I liked Oppenheimer. Um, I thought it was good. But it was good. Yeah, it's good. It was a good film. Um, but I think I'll. I have a feeling I'll enjoy Barbie more. To my my takeaway from it is is like. I like Oppenheimer as a as a film, as a historical art piece film kind of thing, but I enjoyed watching Barbie a lot more. Yes, yeah, I think that that would be the case, yeah. And I, I, I think sometimes it, it, it's forgotten with films that they're entertainment and people seem yeah. to think like, oh, yeah, this film's really good. It's like, it might be good in a subjective way, uh, but I'm not yeah. enjoying it. <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. My favourite film of all time is Hot Rod. Do you know the film Hot Rod? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think it's I like did. Andy Samberg's in the Lonely Islands um, first film. That oh, film okay. is just a comedy film from like the early early mid noughties. But um, that film's just straight comedy. Just doesn't doesn't change direction. Doesn't become a little action com. No car chases. There's no you know. It's just straight ninety minutes. Good laugh. And I think it's rare to get them these days, isn't it? Yes. But, I wish you went to see Barbie a couple of weeks ago, to be honest, because now it's like when there was a bit of buzz around it, when the audience is good, now it's just going to be like me um, in an empty theatre, all dressed up in pink and going, people are still not doing this now? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think like when we went to we went to watch Oppenheimer on Sunday yeah. and there was still a substantial amount of people doing it then. Doing, doing the whole thing. Doing the whole yeah. thing, yeah. I was... I was I, I missed out I don't think I had enough pink stuff and I don't didn't have a nice cord like shorts and shirt to go as Ken so <laughs> yeah um, but yeah sorry that's, that was a bit of a departure from the normal quick fire yeah, questions I'm going to be painting myself green and seeing the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle <laughs> uh, yeah that's another one I want to go and see as well um, but yeah, uh, the, the last of the quickfire questions, your your favourite individual song from a game soundtrack. Now, I know you've mentioned Sonic 1 to 3, yeah, Final yeah. Boss. Yeah, well, the 3D Sonic game for me, I'm going to say What I'm Made Of by Crush 40. Uh, the final boss track in Sonic Heroes. It's a tough one because I think any of the last boss tracks from the 3D Sonic games are just my, like, for me, just the, the pinnacle of, like, game songs i would just as a kid i would just like load up like go on like sonic adventure 2 or sonic adventure and load up the last boss and just try and stay alive for as long as i could <laughs> so listen to it mate they go so hard i mean and they kind of dropped off i mean the new sonic frontiers though which i had loved um they that nails the boss music as well that goes back to its roots of like super over the top yeah like totally taking itself 100 percent seriously big rock tune uh mate so good yeah i mean i feel i feel like with with sonic it kind of just just in general and again this might get the the gaming world hating me but like (laughs) i I feel the reason like the the earlier ones were so good is because they were just so batshit over the top all parts of it like it was just ridiculously fast gameplay really high energy music really bright visuals and it's like that that's it and it's kind of like i feel like someone's like oh we need to be a bit more sensible it's like no you didn't you need to be more stupid and yeah. over the top <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah i mean like the 2d sonic games as well they, i mean they, they just had amazing music but yeah for yeah my dream is to work with crush 40 i'm trying to get my career to the point where i can hire crush 40 to sing to perform the last boss song and Giuseppe's five. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> we can we can look forward to that. Which kind, yeah. of, kind, of, kind of segues nicely onto the onto the next question. Is um, oh. any any work you've got coming up? I mean, is there anything else with Giuseppe's that's any more yeah, like DLC? Yeah, so we we've got um, we've just been working on the the DLC um, called Peer of the Unknown, um, and that is coming out soon. We have not released um, announced release date. Um, but it's not far off, um, so that's I'm excited for that. It's that's going to be fun. It was fun making the um, the soundtrack for that. It's got a lot more like we've lent into like the horror vibes. Because that piece is cool because it's got like some weird, got a bit of like horror, subtle horror vibes to it at some yeah. points. Um, but with the new DLC, we we lean into that, ah, nice. um, and it gets a bit spooky. So it's fun making making a little little mini soundtrack um, for that. So yeah, keep your ears and eyes peeled for announcements on that. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Is there anything else you're working on? Anything else upcoming at all that you are legally allowed to talk about? <laughs> no, <Yeah>. not legally. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel that's a loaded question by saying like, no, I'm not allowed to talk about it. It's like, oh, so there is something. <laughs> yeah, no, well, we've just been, yeah, just been with the DLC, and so that's yeah, check that out. That's gonna be good. That's gonna be good stuff. Yeah, cool. I mean, definitely anything more cassette beasts I will get my hands on. I feel yeah. like now as I'm kind of coming to the end of the the main game, and crack onto the DLCs as well and get through them. So yeah, keep keep it coming. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of came to the end of the the questions and things I had for yourself, Joel. I'm not sure if there's anything you would like to add or you'd like to talk about at all. Oh man, um, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> so what you you're playing Fable right now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you like the fan, fan, fancy kind of? Are you going to give Baldur's Gate three a go, man? Uh so I've I've never played a Baldur's Gate game. I think no, neither. The, the closest I've played is like I played Neverwinter Nights, which I think is like the similar sort of series or part yeah. of. Um, really like that. I will play it. Oh, dude, it's so good. I've, I've like, I've just, I've never played Baldur's Gate. No, I've never actually, I don't think I've ever played like a CRPG before. Yeah. Um, I've played like a couple of games of tabletop D&D before, um, but I'm pretty pretty fresh into that this kind of thing mate i've just been i've been obsessed i've been going to bed at night and just like seeing dice rolls and stuff <laughs> i'm actually taking a little little day off today but it's um oh mate it's so good it's crazy what they've achieved with that yeah i mean okay. i feel i feel like i've heard nothing but good yeah and it's like it's like the fact that i think they estimated they were gonna have like a hundred thousand players online on launch and they had like seven hundred thousand or yes. something it's yeah. Just like, yeah yeah it's it's definitely what i'll play i feel because it's that sort of game that's so massive or can be yeah. so massive in scope it's like almost feels a bit like am i ready to commit to this for the next however many months of my life <laughs> yeah yeah dude what's your favorite game challenge i'm assuming you're uh, a big fan of game music specifically to yeah to podcast what's your I mean, favorite do you know what it's it is a really horrible question and it i is. do i do feel bad for asking it but also <laughs> you can't not have it yeah it's it's um uh i i think i think like with how i would look at it is is the one that kind of had the biggest influence on me yeah um and still like still what i think is like an amazing soundtrack is the final fantasy 8 soundtrack okay so i can remember getting it um actually i can remember getting the demo with official uk playstation magazine back in like 1999 or whenever it was and playing that and being like you've got that really cinematic i don't i mean I'm going to describe this like everyone knows it, but it's uh, the demo started with the mission where you've got you're on a boat going over the thing and it comes into a big battle scene. It's got this really swelling music yeah. called the landing. It was just like it was, it's as much as I really liked Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. I felt Final Fantasy VIII kind of was a bit more cinematic and like really really with the cutscenes and um, really fitted them a lot nicer so i'd say that but in honor of doing multiple ones donkey kong country soundtrack as well oh, man yeah that's a good shout i mate i'm i know i'm gonna be in the shower tomorrow morning going wind waker why did i fucking why did i say wind waker? <laughs> i'm gonna be thinking i'm gonna be constantly thinking of something why did i bloody say that um yeah dude donkey kong country that the, one of my favorite game songs ever is the bonus theme but the bonus stage track oh yeah yeah Donkey Two is it I think it's two that, that is that is so good I made a little remix of that about five years ago but oh, that's nice. I love I love that I love that little track it's so good yeah good shout good shout indeed I mean I don't know F-Zero F-Zero X yes that's gonna be I'm glad no you've got me you got me going on <laughs> you've said it now I'll stick with your guns I mean, I don't know what was in the water at um, at Rare in like the nineties, but like David Wise, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Grant Kirkhope and Robin Beanland, and any of the ones I've forgotten, but like Banjo Kazooie and yeah, all those yeah. games, like absolutely fucking ridiculous soundtracks. Yeah, it's like that's yeah. the thing. I mean, I, I mean, I'm personally a, I'm the, there's the kind of two styles, right? There's the like the support and the kind of orchestral well not even orchestral but the one music that kind of is designed to sit in the background and emphasize the situation and you got the ones that are like you remember yeah the yeah. ones these ones that just come like and i've always just got to place me out for like sick like melodies anything that gets in my head you know what i mean i mean and like back back then it was just they were all like that weren't they yeah that's so good it's like there wasn't like the with the hardware and stuff there wasn't scope for like a nice subtle orchestral soundtrack yeah, that sits yeah, in the background yeah. it's like actually we've got music and we've got yeah. you know, free channels we can use let's just make something yeah. that absolutely slaps oh dude yeah so good so good yeah but yeah 
apologies for asking you those questions. They are very no. horrible. <laughs> no, that's it's quite all right. Quite all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of obviously, you mentioned the Cassette Beast um, new DLC that's coming soon. Yeah. Things. What's what's the best way? I mean, obviously, the uh, name of the company is completely gone. But what's the best place to keep up with Cassette Beast news and also yourself and anything you're working yeah. on? Yeah, um, if you want to keep hearing about Cassette Beast, follow Bitten Studio on Twitter at it's just at Bitten, yeah, at Bitten Studio, B Y T T E N Studio. Um, myself, I'm on Twitter, I'm just Joel underscore Bayless. Um, not much going on there, but um, you can check out both soundtracks on my Bandcamp, which are on my Twitter page, um, and also there are some Cassette Beast songs on spotify that you can check out as well if you like yeah yeah nice and obviously you can buy the vinyl for cassette piece from all good and yeah you can lots of different retailers black screen records have um published it but yeah if you want a good vinyl i mean we've got some great um exclusive vinyl art our portrait artist sammy did a great job on that um looks great Sounds great, hopefully. I don't know. I haven't listened to it. Again, I don't have a final word. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, yeah, and a cassette, if you want it on cassettes as well, man, yeah. Lovely. But, yeah, it's been a, it's been a pleasure talking to yourself, Joel. Thank you yeah, very much oh, for giving me the time. Yeah, I could do a whole other hour with this, mate. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> And I'd once again like to thank Joel for taking time out of his schedule to chat to myself for the podcast. As always, Beats and Bleeps will be back next Friday with another new episode. I'd like to thank you very much for listening and supporting the podcast. And I'd like to play the episode out with another track from the Cassette B soundtrack. This is Same Old Story. Thank you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.